0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Bears. My name is Joey Christopoulos with my co-host, Corey Wooten. But first, today's episode is presented by BetOnline.ag. Football is back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the field for another football season. And as always, BetOnline, it's your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, there are even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. So what are you waiting for? Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code leave b-l-e-a-v to receive that bonus football basketball boxing hockey's back baseball playoffs your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the great amazing offers available for the 2021 season only at bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for coming into the pod this is why they pay us the big bucks. It's Bears Packers <laughs> Week. We're here to preview Bears Packers Week 6 on the Lakefront. But first, I got to bring in my co-host. He's former Chicago Bears defensive end, Fox 32 Chicago's and coming to you live from the top of Space Mountain <laughs> in Disney World, Florida. It's Corey Wooten. What's up, Corey?
1: What's up, man? You know, even even though I'm in Disney with the fam, you know we still got to get this podcast in. It's Packers Week, baby.
0: That's right. The work never stops. Uh real quick before we dive in Disney World uh, you're in a cheat day We're not here to judge What'd you eat today? What'd you have?
1: Bro, you know, honestly uh, y- y- People are gonna think of me differently But, uh, you know, I, I had a um, I had half of an Impossible Burger and a Greek salad You know, I'm trying I'm trying to keep
0: healthy over here I don't blame you, man I don't blame you at yeah, all I, was, I, yeah. I, I remember, like, I went to Disneyland out here in California once And we ate at that Bayou restaurant And it's delicious But dude, salt uh, everything oh, yeah, like, yeah. tons of salt on it and then you buy the meal and you're like oh we should all get our own dishes and they're like huge and gigantic we had to keep the food in our like storage space the rest of the day <laughs> open it up jambalaya just wafts right in your face just... oh
1: yeah yeah you're like oh gosh i don't I don't want to heat that up later <laughs> but yeah I'm, tr- I'm trying to keep it healthier man L- low-key I'm, I'm, I'm trying to lay off the uh the meat lately you know i've been trying to eat more fish and, and...
0: Yeah, good for you, man. And I think a lot of people could probably guess, you know, whether is it really meat at Disney World? I don't know. Maybe that's a conversation (laughs) for a different pod. Maybe you're doing the right thing, man. Uh, We are here. It's a Bears-Packers Week 6 preview. It's time to dive in. I got a little extra dressed up today because this is one of my favorite weeks of the year. Or is it? I mean, Corey, I want to get your take on this. But first, I just want to bring you my fan perspective on this whole thing here. And let's just kind of roll the clocks back. It's not pretty, Corey. Um, growing up, people are like, you know, why do you hate on the Packers so much? Well, you know, they're a miserable experience for me in my life. From 1992 to 1998, the Brett Favre years, Bears lost against the Packers for five straight seasons. Um, they beat them twice and then lost to them again after winning two games for four more straight seasons. The Lovey era, things got a little bit better, right? But again, now here we are again. We've lost 15 out of our last 17. We're 4-19 and 19 in our last 23. And we've only beaten them twice since I met my wife. And I met my wife in 2015, Corey. It's been a long time. Um, Here we are. We're at the precipice of it. How are you feeling walking in? Because I think everyone, even the national media, is saying, hey, the Chicago Bears team, they got a chance to win.
1: Yeah, no, I I told you. In the past, I think this matchup really scared me. Um, You know, I think everything that's that's been going on with Green Bay, with Aaron Rodgers, I I just don't think – there's a lot of certainty there, you know, and I think a lot of people say he, his head's not in it or, you know, that they're not vibing and clicking like they, they once did, um, you know, I think them not having the complete offseason, you know, with Aaron Rodgers being there, et cetera, with everything, I feel like they're not operating on the same page. Yes, him and Devonte Adams are because I think that matchup with, with them. I mean, they're, they're synced up. They got ESP. They know how each other work. Um, but I feel like some of the other receivers, you know, you don't see that same chemistry that we saw in years prior, like with him and Lazard, and you know, Randall Cobb has been there. But you look at the receivers, and you got Devonte Adams at almost 600 yards, and then Randall Cobb's at 150. Yeah, so it tells you <laughs> tells you everything you need to know. And and when the Bears play against a number one receiver, or number one receiving threat, they do pretty well against them. You know, you look at the past couple of weeks. You know, Hawkinson—that was the big one—and um, then Waller and 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 Rugs last week—they um, were able to contain them. So I think when you when you have one of those matchups, I think the Bears can contain that, and uh, I feel good about it. I feel good about everything with the offense, the way that's rolling. Bill Lazor and company—I feel like the defense has really hit their stride. I told you, I think that Browns game. Every team needs that bad loss—that kind of that mm-hmm. kind of punches you in the face, and you're like oh, okay, we're either going to fight back or or we're going to take it. And since then, they fought back, and I think they responded great. And I think we're going to look back on this and say that was the, the you know, pivotal moment in the season, that Browns game, when it was put up or shut up. And I think, I think they're putting up. And, uh, you know, I think this week, I feel good about it. I, I think they played well against certain quarterbacks. And in the past, they haven't against Rodgers. But but I think they have a new confidence, you know, with with the way they're running the football and they're playing, and now you have Robert Quinn too. So I feel really really good about this this matchup. And Khalil Mack, he loves to play against Aaron Rodgers. He plays pretty pretty dang good against them. So I I feel really good about this game.
0: When you say punch in the face, uh, you mean like a Tyson Fury free shot, right? Like uh, right to the like two or three punches right to the face. That's what the Browns game felt like. And you're bringing up a great point where. Not only is it, you know, we went from the bottom of the basement right here. I don't want to say we're in the penthouse right now, but we're definitely out of that basement. Maybe we're in the kitchen. Maybe we're in the living room, and we're building on something moving forward. And in terms of the Packers, look, you know, NFC North is on the line with this game. If the Bears win, they go into a tie. It looks like, you know, the Packers have kind of righted the ship after a disastrous week one. But if you pull it up, there's some numbers that are pretty un-Packers-like. I mean, passing yards a game, only 247. That's 16th in the NFL Chicago Bears are at 113 dead last, but, you know, the rushing yards, 21, you know, they're a middle of the pack offense right now, and I don't really think that their defense is elite, and they usually kind of depend on that offense being that top five, top eight unit right now, and the way that it kind of lines up with our matchup, it's kind of getting to the point where, yeah, we can probably stay in this game if we do a couple of things correctly, which I think we're going to get into in just a minute here with our keys And maybe I'm stepping on it, but I do want to just maybe we'll start it off with Aaron Rodgers because I want to get your perspective on him as a former defensive player who's played against this dude. Um, You know, I was trying to I was talking to you on text. You're at Disney World right now. I was trying to think, is there a Packers villain that's like a Disney character villain? The best I came up with, Corey, I'm going to throw one out there was Gaston. From uh, because uh, from Beauty and the Beast, uh, yep, yep, he's always yeah. like you know he's always knocking other people down a little bit. He's a little brunish, broady man. Um, he loves himself too much that he couldn't accept rejection at all. He's too self entitled, and he thought that he could get get everything that he wanted. Maybe a trade out of Green Bay. I don't know if there's any parallels. <laughs> but Corey, man, just on a serious note though, just talk about what it was like playing against Aaron Rodgers. You teased it a little bit. You know, last week on the preview, but what is it like to play against him? What is it like to go up against him? And what is it like to possibly stop him?
1: You know, I, I think when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, I, I think and, and a lot of people throughout the league think he's one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, right? And huh? and we've we've talked about this in the locker rooms, you know, defensive players. They say, Hey, well, you have to give it to Tom Brady because of the rings, right? That's when it comes to quarterback position, but as far as pure talent and who scares you, Aaron Rodgers for sure. I mean, just his efficiency, you look at his numbers are unbelievable. His his ratio, touchdown to interceptions, um, he, show, he shows up for the most part in, in bigger games. Um, even when he doesn't have a running game or an old line, he's still putting up crazy numbers. Um, I just think he has that mentality. Like, remember I told you, there's certain quarterbacks that can have a bad game, a really bad performance, like he did week one, and bounce back like nothing ever happened. Because after that game, you heard him, he's like, it's one game like yeah, guys, or bounce serious? back,
0: bounce back, more pissed off the next week. Yeah. You know what I mean? He and take four, it out on some touchdowns somebody. Yeah, yeah. four touchdowns. Yeah. I mean,
1: he threw all of his picks in that first game that he has this season. <laughs> so think that's telling you everything you need to know um, yeah. about a quarterback that has a short memory and has confidence in himself. I think he's one of the most confident quarterbacks out there, you know, him and him and Tom Brady. But just what he can do. It's crazy because when we used to play against him, we would worry about him so much because you're like not only is he a great passer in the pocket he's even better when he gets outside the pocket right mm-hmm. and that's how i talked about when we were talking about last week with rob marinelli having that plan uh you know the raiders against justin fields that's that's the plan when rob marinelli was our coach for the bears against aaron Rodgers. set the edge on that left side that left defensive end on aaron Rodgers' right side because he loves to get outside of that pocket. And once he gets outside of that pocket, he is dangerous. That's when him and Devonte Adams and Randall Cobb and Lazar, they have some of those streak plays where they just they just vibe off each other. They feel each other. And this is something they work in practice as well. And that's what makes him scary because you're like, this guy's getting outside the pocket. <laughs> you give him five, six, seven, eight seconds. And then you have a guy like Devonte Adams. Like I said, they have that ESP, like they work you know, simultaneously off each other, it's it's a nightmare matchup. And then you just talk about that confidence, like, and he's such a competitor. You'll see during the game him and Khalil Mack talking back and forth, him and Akeem Hicks, and he loves to talk that smack. Yeah, you know? he's smiling. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not it's not like a Derek Carr where you know him and Khalil Mack are friends. Like you know, it's 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 like a, a rivalry, competitor. Like, hey, you you gonna bring that? You gonna talk that smack? I'll talk that smack back, okay? <laughs> and so I think that's what separates him. And just the fact that, like, I told you about that hard count. Like, I've never seen a quarterback go on six. Like, that doesn't exist. Like, you don't do that most of the time. Hut, hot, hot, hut, hut, And that's it. But he'll go on six, get you off sides, and then you jump off. That's a free play. I can't tell you how many touchdowns or deep plays or big, big splash plays he has because that's a free play right there. So he provides such a different element. And you remember I told you that most quarterbacks in this league need a good running game to, to make them comfortable. Passing the ball, Derek Carr. You know guys like Jared Goff, Aaron Rodgers is in that way. You know the year he won the Super Bowl, my rookie year, they had a record number of people on injury reserve. They had no rushing game at all. They had you know people banged up on the old line.
0: Hey Jordy, it didn't
1: matter. Where are you, Jordy? I mean, yeah, that's exactly. It. So so it really, it didn't matter. The thing is, he's one of those guys that he doesn't need a run game. He doesn't need a good old line. He can manage without it. You know, and 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 that's what makes him special. And if you were to pull, you know, ten guys in an NFL team right now, who are they more scared of, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Nine out of ten would say Aaron Rodgers for sure. Wow,
0: wow, yeah.
1: And and that's just that going against them. And I mean, I don't know as a fan, you hear Green Bay against Chicago or Tampa Bay against Chicago. What what, what brings more fear to you?
0: For the oh, defense. great. I mean, uh, Green Bay, Green Bay, no doubt. I mean, the stuff that you're bringing up, you know, I'm just racking up a couple names in my head real quick. You've got like the Brady's, the Montana's and the Peyton's, right? Just surgeons in the pocket dudes that I felt like, Hey, if you want to get three points, you want to get seven points, they're going to go out and they're just going to get it for you. Cause they can just figure it out. Just dice you up. And then you've got players like Elway who was able to get out of the pocket and guys like Favre. that in my opinion, when I think of them, I think of like guts and I think of heart, you know, But Aaron Rodgers, to me, this is going to suck that I'm going to say this, but this is absolutely true. You combine the quick release, the arm strength, the footwork, the outside the pocket, the brains, the ability to do it from in the pocket, the ability to do the Hail Mary down the field. He's kind of probably the most talented quarterback I've ever watched in my life. Mahomes, I think, is right there. I just don't know if Mahomes – and I'm not trying to knock Mahomes. This is just high praise for Rodgers. I don't know if Mahomes has mastered like the mental, the brains of the whole game yet. But oh, God forbid, he's in his third year in the NFL, right? You know what I mean? Exactly. But I'm right there with you, man. Rodgers is a terrifying, terrifying entity. And I and for us, it's like for me, you know, I grew up a Jordan fan. Like I always want to beat the best, right? I want to beat the guys that have always been in front of you. You know, I want to climb that hill. I want to overcome and and conquest that foe for me and Rogers, if he wants out of the NFC North, man, uh, I'll pack your bags. What time you want me to call an, an Uber, Uber? Dude, <laughs> I'm going to, help. I'm going to help you. I got a deal right now. 20% off every Uber. I'm going to, you know, all that stuff. So I'm right there with you, man. He's, he, he's really, he's really incredible. He's an incredible quarterback. And maybe this can dive into one of our, you know, let's start doing our keys for bears victory in week one. I'm going to throw one out there just real quick. I don't have a ton of keys in this game because I kind of feel like the bears know what they need to do on offense. And I want to hear what, you, what you're what you going to bring from the defensive side. I'm dying to hear that. Okay. My first one is just calm the storm. You know, weather the storm early on because I've watched enough Bears games, Packers games in my life where Rodgers comes down, knifes through us, six plays, 76 yards, touchdown, first drive, knocks the crowd out of it. we got a rookie quarterback coming in. I don't want to be playing catch-up that early in the game I just think weathering the storm against a player like Rogers is going to be one of our biggest keys. Even if it is a field goal, let's keep it to three, nothing. We got to avoid that seven, nothing, 10, nothing at the end of the first quarter. That's my first key.
1: I I like that. You know, I think, I think that's a crucial thing. And I think if you can get off on that first possession with a possible three and out, or if they, if they don't sustain the drive, I think that's the thing you, you, you get them off the field, you get your offense on the field, you take the ball out of his hands. I think that's, such a momentum builder, especially being a game at home against the Packers. I think that's that's critical there. So I, I really like that, and I think, like you said in the past, there's been a lot of times where games have started out ugly, fourteen nothing, you know, ten nothing against a guy like Aaron Rodgers in the first two possessions. So if they can be like the, the Bears' defense, if they can be how they were the past couple of weeks. Really being able to get these stops, um, you know, since that Browns game, I think they've done a pretty good job defensively of getting off the field, getting Justin Fields in the offense the ball back, and you know, I think that's crucial against a guy like Rodgers. You know, keep him off the field as much as possible.
0: Yeah, I can't agree more, uh, Corey. Toss me what are your what's your first key to a Bears victory? Bears Packers Week Six,
1: containing Aaron Rodgers. Right, you remember yeah. I talked about that that right side, his right side, our defense's left. That was always the key. To stopping him because he gets a little antsy at times in the pocket he feels more comfortable sometimes on the run I think people think oh he's a great pocket passer but his completion percentage is actually higher outside the pocket which is unbelievable there's there's not many quarterbacks that are like that you know when they're when they're throwing on the run right feet not set the the way you're supposed to um his completion percentage is higher that's that's an anomaly in this league and I think he loves, like I said, that defensive left side. So Khalil Mack, right? That's a guy that has to set the edge all week. And I think he's going to have a huge game this week because, hey, he sets that edge right there. Who, who is going to open up my man, Robert Quinn? That, look, that looks like 2013 season again when he had 19 sacks. He has that same explosion he did back then. You know, a lot of people are saying, oh, he's an Asian guy. Maybe he's just getting older.
0: He's chasing running backs down.
1: Exactly. I mean, the effort is unbelievable. I I love what I'm seeing from him. So I I think the Bears haven't had this tandem like this in a minute. You know, these two defensive ends that are double digit sack guys that are two, you know, of of the best rushers in in the league right now. So I think that's if Khalil Mack can set that edge on Aaron Rodgers and the defensive line in general work together and keep him contained. Because I think if you can keep him inside the pocket, that's how you contain a guy like Rodgers, you know? Everyone says, no, no, he's a great passer. You know, no, you, you know, but no, he likes to throw outside of the pocket. That's where he feels comfortable, right? He can throw in the pocket as well, but I think if they can keep him contained, that's going to be the key thing. So, you know, fans out there, watch for that defensive left side, his right side. If we can set that edge, and sometimes Khalil Mack can do a great job of setting the edge, but he can come inside in that B gap in there when the rush lanes open up. So rush together, right? If Khalil Mack is setting that edge, the guys inside have to push the pocket and and really really force him out there and not give him any lanes to step up in. So that's going to be key to work together in that rush.
0: A little bit of a follow-up to that. You know, you're just hearing reports. I don't watch every snap of Packers games. Obviously, Bakhtiari is still out. A little banged up still on the offensive line. I think it might be safe to say that there is advantage. Advantage Bears, defensive line versus their O-line. Oh. So what do you think? What do you think the Packers want to do against the Chicago Bears defense? What do you think on that? Maybe that first drive. What are they going to try and do? Is it misdirection? Is it run the ball? Is it quick pass? What do you think they're going to try and do out there?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think off the bat, um, knowing knowing Aaron Rodgers and knowing that offense, I think they're going to do a lot of a lot of three step drops early on. Yeah. I think they're going to do a lot of screens, wide receiver, quick screens. You know, some some of those screens across there to a guy like Randall Cobb, I think they're going to do some some screens, draws, um, really to keep that defensive line off balance, you know, because I think they are they're they know that deep down, you know, especially with Bakhtiari out and, and Robert Quinn absolutely going off and looking great this season, they're not going to want to leave the you know, left tackle one-on-one with, with him. And so I think they're really going to try to keep them off balance with those screens and draws early on. And then as the game opens up, they're going to offer a lot of chip help you know, especially on that left side uh, against Robert Quinn. So I would be surprised if Robert Quinn is one-on-one much at all, you know, because I, I think Aaron Rodgers feels comfortable with that matchup against Khalil Mack, not to say that Khalil Mack is not going to dominate, but I think he feels comfortable getting outside the pocket, maneuvering to his right side. Uh, our defense is left. So, you know, I think that's, that's going to, that's how they're going to try to game plan, you know, and and they really haven't run the ball that well this year. You know, I think they've, and and that's that's kind of never been their mantra that you know with the exception of Eddie Lacy for a few years. Um, and no, they're twenty twenty first
0: in the NFL right now in in rushing yeah. running the ball. Aaron Rodgers is good. I'm sorry, Aaron Jones is good. A.J. Dillon is solid. Yeah. They don't really they don't really. Yeah,
1: that, that's that's not their mantra. Day. You know you know how the Bears have been like a two to one in favor of the run. The Packers are the other way around. Pass mm-hmm. pass run. Yeah. So um, that's how they've always been, with the exception, like I said, of the years when they had Eddie Lacy and then before that, uh, Ryan Grant. You know, um, that's, that's been their, their, their keys. You know, they, they, they know what they want to do. They want to get Aaron Rodgers involved and Devonte Adams, in my opinion, is one of the best wide receivers in the game. So they're going to try to go after him. Um, but I think, you know, just, just keeping him contained. I think, I think that's key and Hey, it might be a thing where the defense gets a little frustrated at first, but don't, don't let that, don't let that get in your head, right? Continue rushing, continue rushing, because there's going to be a time where he holds the ball. And that's going to be a thing because we cannot give him, you know, the five, six, seven, eight seconds like we've seen in the past couple of weeks, you know, on some of those third and long situations, because a guy like Aaron Rodgers will carve you up. And like I said, what separates him and that team from everyone else is they have designed plays off, off when he's holding the ball for a while, when he gets outside the pocket. And, and that's what's so different, right? That's because you, you look at some of the other teams, and sometimes the receivers don't know what to do because no, nobody thinks they're going to get five, six, seven, eight seconds in this league with yeah. the talented pass rusher. But they work on that all the time since Aaron Rodgers first got there. It's like, hey, if he gets that time, they're, they're going to run designed go routes. And like I said, it's hard for any defensive back to cover a guy in this league, especially a guy like Devontae Adams, for eight seconds. That's impossible. Yeah. So it's going to be key to dial up that blitz. You know, I think, you know, the the front four has worked pretty good on first and second downs, but in third down situations, we need that blitz.
0: In the moments when Bears defenses of the past have had success against Rodgers, you'll see him early in the game kind of like surveying what he sees, not liking it and just doing the throwaway. Almost exactly. like – he's almost like, um you know, like a, a hitter at, at the plate. Like, he's kind of spitting on that curveball, right, and kind of waiting for that fastball and waiting for that moment. And that's so interesting. I had no idea that he – that they design plays for when plays break down. Um, exactly. That's next level, right? that's It is. And that is Aaron – that's what we're up against when you play a guy like Aaron Rodgers. I'm also really curious to see – there's a little news out there. People asking Jalen Johnson this week how he feels about taking on Devontae Adams, and he's just – he more or less, I'm not, you know, not verbatim, but he's just like, bring it on. You know what I mean? I expect to take on all the corners in the league and I'm really kind of interested to see what that matchup looks like too, as well. Corey, toss me another key, man. What are you thinking? Yeah, that, that
1: that's my key right there. J- yeah. Jalen Johnson against Devonte Adams, right? We, we all know, you know, uh, you know, us as analysts, um, fans know where Aaron Rodgers is going to go. I mean, the, the tape doesn't lie. The games don't lie. They know what they want to do. Like I said, Devontae Adams has almost 600 yards receiving already in this season. And his next receiver is Randall Cobb with like 150. So that tells you everything where they're going, right? And so Jalen Johnson, most of the time, is going to be matched up on him. So I want to see, right, because Gibson had said this year, right, a guy that's been a pro bowler, this is one of of the rising stars in this league. I believe in two, three years, this guy is going to be a top five cornerback. That's what he said about Jalen Johnson. So I think, hey, big opportunity right here against one of the best in the league, right? 99 and mad at Devontae Adams, one of the best. How, how are you going to be? Physical, you know? That's what I want to see from him. I want to see him be physical against him, you know? Because at times when people have been physical with Devontae Adams, that's when he struggled a little bit. So I want to see you be physical with him, right? And I I, I know Sean Desai is going to have a plan to keep some more help over the top, whether it's Eddie Jackson and company. But, they, but I think... You know, if Jalen Johnson can can have some confidence early on with some key breakups, or maybe they're not targeting Devontae Adams as much, which I doubt is gonna happen. But if he, he can get physical with him, if he can have some pass breakups, I think that I think that might get in his head a little bit, you know, and, and I think it's gonna take the rush too, right? To to help him out. Remember, I said this rushing cover works out. So if if Robert Quinn and company and Sean Desai can dial up that blitz package. I think it's going to make everything easier. If the ball is out quicker, we're doing some press coverage. That's what I want to see this week especially because I think Aaron Rodgers is going to get the ball out very quick because I don't think he wants to take any time with Bakhtiari still being out. So if we can get there quick, you know, make the ball come out quick, do some press coverage, mm-hmm. not stay off like we've been seeing sometimes in third and long situations, 10 yards off the ball, 12 yards off the ball. Yeah. Let's get physical, right? Like Tom, physical. let's get physical this week. But Jalen Johnson, I want to see him step up, right? This is one of the guys that we think can be a rising star in this league. He's shown at times he can make some plays and he can cover the best. But hey, this week, you, you gotta love it. You're one of your young bucks that you think is a rising star going against the best guy in the league. Let's 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 see what you got. And he said, bring it. Let's bring it, right? No, this is, so this
0: wanna, is one of the real tests. The real test is. Big of boy season, pads, honestly. right?
1: You know, you know, hey. You know, it's, it's it's like when you're a kid, right? You know, when you're when you're in the uh, you know preteen section or whatever, and then all of a sudden you bump up to the big boy pants. That's what it is this week. You I, I want to see him,
0: today. yeah,
1: right. I want to see him get his new pair of Levi's. You know, Levi's used to be the thing back in the day. You know, I or wanna, a I, Disney I,
0: World I, reference. They they measure you up and they say, "Son, you're allowed to ride this ride. You're officially exactly." Able to get on
1: exactly. On so yeah. I, I want to see that because I think if he can have his coming out party in a game like tonight, because we love what we've seen, but I think that will really solidify his place, you know, as a rising cornerback in this league. If if he can go toe to toe with a guy like Devontae Adams, that's had 62 targets this year. So yeah. you know where they're going at, right? And you know-
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, keep mind too. I mean, these are some of those Jalen, I mean, Jalen Johnson's got his own calendar looking at stuff, but you know, next week is Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, couple weeks after that's a Deontay Johnson. A couple weeks after that, you know, you're gonna see a DeAndre Hopkins. You're gonna see a DK Metcalf. I mean, this is kind of one of the first of many tests. And perhaps I would say Devontae Adams might be the best of them all. So not a bad place to start for sure. And I I also wanted to bring up something that you're kind of getting at where I think for Bears fans, normal Bears fans is just watch the game, you know, I think they want to see, you know, a sack as a positive play. Incompletion is a positive play. But what you're kind of alluding to is I'm gonna keep my eye on early in this game of if we get a strong rush and Aaron Rodgers not maybe back foot but has to do kind of off that back foot quick release to Devontae Adams Devontae's doing hand stuff with Jalen he kind of gets free gets a tight little catch for five yards and then Dion De- Bush just comes in and just pops him and it's a completion right and we go darn it they caught the ball but Devontae gets up a little bit the rush is happening I mean I think that's something too that can be one of those tone setters like oh, early yeah, on yeah. in the game. And I think that's kind of what you're getting at a little bit.
1: Exactly. And it's, think about it, if he comes across the middle and they're in his the own coverage and Roquan Smith, right. I I, I think he's going to feel that one because everybody that's been hit by Roquan Smith, you look at last week, Derek Carr <laughs> thought he can come up in a gap. <laughs> Not today, sir. Right. Like Terry Tate office linebacker, the old commercials. No, sir. Yeah. Right. And then in the end zone, I think it was Renfro. Shoot. Get some of that shoulder action. Sweet chin music. <laughs> no, sir. So I, I think the thing is setting the tone, being physical with them. And I think every receiver in this league, nobody wants to get hit, to be honest. It's, it's not like the old school players, like a Heinz board that would go across the middle like a tight end and take your hit and then get up and say first down. People don't want to take those hits anymore. Um, so I think if you can get physical with them early on, and I want to see more press coverage, right, because I think the ball is going to come out quicker, right? If we, if we can get, get it home with the rush, get some of that press coverage, be physical, be physical. That's that's the key this week. If
0: I can interject real quick, do you think that some of that has to do with scheme or some of that has to do with a little bit of personnel of you know, we got Kendall Veldor coming in there, we wanna set him up for success early on in the season, and as we're kind of learning, maybe he's able to take on a little bit more as in press coverage.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's the key. I I think early on, right. We, we have to remember that this is Sean Desai's first rodeo at this, right. With the defensive coordinator. So it, you know, he's has a lot of experience learning under guys and et cetera, but you, you know, how it goes when you're first out there, you're really just trying to stay status quo and Hey, I don't, you don't, he doesn't want to make too many mistakes. And I I think I've seen, we've seen as the season has gone on, the play calling has been better. Like my, my only criticism has been those third and long situations. You know, I. And I think at times playing off defenders too much in situations, if you know it's third and eight, why are you 12 yards off the ball? That doesn't make any sense, right? And, and that should be something up top from the secondary coach, like saying, hey, it's third and eight. You know, most of the time on those situations, they're not taking a shot like that. Like they're going for the first down majority of the time, right? That's, that's why you play that zone over the top. So I, I just want to see them be a little bit more physical. Don't have such a cushion. Right. And don't don't get nervous. Jalen Johnson can run with a guy like Devontae Adams, you know, I so don't don't play off too much. You know, guys like that against Randall Cobb, um, you know, I want to see them play up on guys more and be more physical, because I think that sets the tone. And I I think we'll see. I think we'll see a physical physical Bears defense. I think every week from the secondary position. They've been more physical. When the first week, I was like, "Oh, what's going on?" Right, but then
0: at, after that
1: Browns game, right after that Browns game, I think yeah. we saw we saw a different a different animal, and I think that's what's going to be the tone of this team, physical from top to bottom, and and that's a great thing. Um, Joey is when you see defensive backs hitting and tackling, sticking their face in there. Well, you can't really stick your head in, in on the ball carrier anymore, but shoulders, you know. But you know what I mean. You know, you know the old analogy, sticking your face in there. Um, that's what I love to see when those defensive backs are doing that and they're tackling. That's when you know you have a physical
0: defense. Yeah, A little bit of that old Chris Harris style. Maybe a little exactly. something a little like that. Just a little bit like right? that. Uh, I want to throw, throw a key out to you. This is general, um, but I think it speaks a little bit of how we should approach the game philosophically. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of us think that we're going to run the football. I'm just calling this category uh, 24. And no, I'm not talking about the TV show. Um, right now I'm talking about uh, Green Bay Packers. Surprisingly right now, 27th in the NFL in red zone to touchdown ratio. Usually that's something that's Aaron Rodgers bread and butter. Coincidentally, they're only averaging 24 points a game right now. The Chicago Bears averaging 16.8 points per game. I know those are just numbers on a piece of paper, but I will tell you something right now. If the Chicago Bears score less than 17 points, they're probably not going to win this game. If they get closer to that 24 number, I think they've got a really strong shot to win this game and i want to get your perspective on the offense and you know a little bit on what we can expect from Justin Fields because i teased it in last week's preview you know again this is a chicago bears right of passage for justin fields when we get these rookie quarterbacks or when we trade for jay cutler we do all the signs of how does he look who's the offensive yeah. coordinator are they doing the right plays do we have enough offensive weapons but playing the packers it's a separate category and he's about to be baptized like an Italian beef in Ajus this weekend because we just look at these games as Bears fans differently, and it's just almost as if Justin Fields, if he can go out and win this game, it just kind of changes the whole narrative, the whole tenor of his his trajectory moving forward, even if his numbers aren't great, right? Because I don't even think we care about the numbers right now. We care about the Ws, so my key category is 24, trying to get to that number offensively.
1: Yeah, no, I, I like that. I, I agree with that, and I think I think this week, I I really think we're going to see a breakout game from him, and and I'm going to tell you why because I think that Green Bay's defense is not that good. I, I yeah, I, I don't think so, especially with Zedarius Zer- Zer- Smith out for the rest of the year. Um, I think without him, him and Preston Smith were a great combo and tandem together, but without him. Preston Smith hasn't done as well as he did in prior years. Rashawn Gary has 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 been spotty at times. I mean, that's that's been his career so far, the the other defensive end in there. Um, he looks good at times, other times he doesn't so much. He's not a he's not a very consistent player. He's flashed at times, rushing. Um, I think it's a team you can get out of. You can get after, you know. And I think passing the ball, you know, they've had some games like the Saints game where Jameis Winston threw five touchdowns. You know, so I think they are they are very beatable in, in the past game, um, you know, I think against the run, you know, they play the run well at times, but I think this bears team is, is going to be physical with them and especially with this rivalry here. I, I like the matchups, you know, with the offensive line against their defensive line running the football. And I, I just think this is going to be a breakout game because I'm going to tell you why I'm bill laser I think is going to have a great plan this week right. The Raiders game, I told you, I didn't think it was going to be this great offensive performance. I thought it was going to be a Gruden grinder. (laughs) Yeah. Gruden grinder type of game, you know. (laughs) Get him out of here. Yeah. Um, But that's what I thought. I thought it was going to come down to which team, you know, ran the football better. I don't think it's going to be this way at all this week. I think the the running game is going to set up the pass. And I think Justin Fields this week is going to have his breakout game. I don't think he's going to throw for 300 yards, but I think he'll have – Two to two hundred and fifty, somewhere in that range, and I think he'll have three touchdowns. Because wow. I think they're going to exploit some of those matchups up there, and I think Bill laser is going to do all the things that he did in that Lions game, you know, and, and look at some of those matchups because I think their defenses are very similar, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's a lot of guys on that Green Bay Packers defense. And I think this is a matchup they can exploit. And you look at that Lions game, Justin Fields had one of his best performances. He looked great out there throwing the football down the field. I think it's going to be similar to that. And I think he'll have three touchdowns for sure. Because I think with with that with with that running game, you know, going, I think they're going to do some of those hard play actions that he's very comfortable with. Right. And then him and Mooney and Robinson, I think that's going to be going to be on the same page and every game I said, it's, it's, it's going to be a little bit better because of the comfort level, because he didn't have that off season with him. He didn't have all those reps with them. And I think with that rivalry, I mean, every, every coach is going to bring their best. I think bill Lazor is going to have that plan for him. And I think Justin Fields is a competitor. And I think he's going to want to go mano y mano against Aaron Rodgers, Right. And, you know, I think, I think he's going to want to China. him. You know, and I think this could this could be an opportunity where he can, because I think the way the defense is playing, you know, Green Bay not having their left tackle and Bakhtiari, Robert Quinn playing the way he is, I think all the stars are starting to align. You know, and and I think that the thing is like this: Justin Fields. I don't feel like he feels comfortable with his last performance, right? Just like when we saw in the Browns game, what did he do bounce back with the Lions game. So after a bad performance, he bounces back, just like when he played Northwestern a couple of years ago in that uh, Big Ten championship. Didn't have a great game coming mean, back Corey, against. Corey, when
0: anyone when anyone plays Northwestern though, they're always in for a rough weekend, right? <laughs>
1: I don't know. I don't know about this year. You know, I love my cats, but back then, you know, when he had a bad performance again, it comes yeah. back against Trevor Lawrence in clemson and has a remark out shines him outplays him so i think when he has a bad game the next next week he he bounces back and and i've, I've traced most of his games from ohio state uh you know to high school uh, he's a competitor and he wants to bounce back i think i think he's very critical of himself but i think he knows what he needs to do to get better and i think i think we're gonna we're gonna see his breakout performance this week
0: and I, I and I'm with you. Where if you pull up some of the Packers numbers, they're not giving up a ton of passing yards, but that doesn't seem to be. That's not really Justin Fields' bag so far in the early, early portions of his career. Where against that Detroit game, I think it was. Yeah, it was maybe only 200 yards, but man, those were 200 of the more impactful yards you will ever really watch in a football game because of these big plays and all the stuff that he was able to connect with Darnell Mooney down the field. I'm I'm you got me convinced a little bit. I kind of think this is going to be an Allen Robinson breakout game, personally. Yeah, I, I'm not so sure. Hopefully, they'll be able to pull it off with you know some of that play action, um, you know, a little bit further down the field. But I just kind of noticed, and did you pick up on? It just seemed like that their chemistry they got a little bit more on the same page last week. I think that there's a trust factor that's being built overnight, you know, day by day, mm-hmm. practice by practice, rep by rep, where he's starting to say. You know, of course, he knows Allen Robinson is good, but you don't know until he start, you start throwing the ball. And maybe sometimes on those moments, I'm sure quarterbacks, like, put it in a spot and they just say, hey, go make a play. You don't know what's going to happen all the time. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's starting to realize, hey, if I put the ball in a spot, Allen Robinson's going to come down with it. And maybe this is the week where that kind of really comes to fruition. Because the week after, I don't want to get too far ahead, but the Buccaneers, their defense isn't very good. Uh, it, it's not very good. So this is a really interesting stepping stone week that could also maybe help pull up, uh, you know, some further success down the road.
1: Yeah, I, I think, uh, like you said last week, I, they, they seem like on the same page and I know he didn't light up the numbers, you know, be, the, you know, connection between him and Allen Robinson, you know, they didn't light it up, but you saw in certain situations when he needed to get the ball for completion or a first down, get it down the field. And he was just like, listen, I'm going to throw it to, to Allen Robinson, <laughs> and I know he's got a guy on him, <laughs> but, hey, he's going to he's gonna go up and get it. He's going to get heard, his grown yeah. man on. He's going to showcase, like, hey, I'm I'm stronger than this guy. I'm bigger than this guy. I'm going to use my body, and I'm going to get the ball. There's a couple times you're like, oh, what would he do? And all of a sudden, Allen Robinson goes up and gets it, grabs it with his hands, strong hands, comes on with the catch. And that's what you love to see because every quarterback has – that receiver that they feel comfortable with when the game's on the line, you know, the first down's on the line, when they need a completion, that hey, I'm going to throw it up to this guy. And hey, 90% of the league, 90, 98% of the league, they're not going to get it, but this guy's going to get it, you know. And I think Allen Robinson is that guy just because of how big and physical he is. And I think there's not many people that can stick him, you know, because I think he reminds me a lot of, of a guy like Brandon Marshall you know yes a, a guy that's big physical that has strong hands right that can use his body that's maybe not a burner down the field right
0: covered and still is going to come down with the catch
1: exactly and yeah. and that's what you need because it's it's hard to get separation in this league because you know defensive backs are good so the thing is they're always going to be on you coverage wise but it's about being able to anticipate right and I think that what we saw last week, but there's sometimes where, where as a quarterback and receiver, you're you're looking at each other, and you're knowing, hey, that that defensive back is not is not looking at the ball. So what am I going to do? Throw it up to my guy, and the last second he's going to go up and look up and catch the ball. And that's what you see with a guy like Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and countless amount of receivers over the years. He would throw that back shoulder fade, and you couldn't stop it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what we're going to see with him and Allen Robinson is is that type of play. You know, I mean, that's kind of what it was last week, almost like a back shoulder where you throw the ball where, you know, the other guy's not expecting it. Last second, he turns and catches the ball. So that's what we need to see more of, especially with him and a guy like that, um, because that that's an incredible matchup. That's a that's a security blanket for a guy like Justin Fields. Right. When he's scrambling and he's like, oh, shoot, there's a guy spying me. I don't have it. Let me throw it up to my big fella, Allen Robinson. He'll go up and jump ball and moss him. So let's see that.
0: Yeah, and that's why I think a lot of you know NFL fans, I think they kind of get it misconstrued sometimes that it is really, it's really like this teammate. There are two sides of this whole thing. I've been diving really hard. I'm doing the Kurt Warner study ball thing every single week. And, dude, Corey, it's kind of blowing my mind because this is someone that never played the game professionally. He's just walking you through how when you have high safety and you've got two guys coming down, you know, one guy's got to go on the inside. He's got to make a choice between high safety. And the one play is either waiting on a break. And then the other one is maybe waiting on what the high safety does. And then you just pass into space. You know what I mean? This is where I'm going to put the football where defenders aren't, where I know my receiver is going to go and get it. That's where I think Justin Fields is learning. Alan Robinson, you know, pro bowl receiver. When I, when he starts seeing those things that maybe he felt a little hesitant about in that Browns game, I think he's getting a little bit closer to maybe, you know, pulling that trigger and trusting his guys and making sure that it happens. You know what I mean? As he, as he moves along. And I, I can't wait to see that maturation process over the next couple of weeks.
1: Exactly. I'm I'm, I'm going to love that matchup. And and do you have any more keys for this game? Any, I don't have any more keys. Do
0: you? You, you have any more? I got a couple over yeah, for you that I, I want. I, to I got,
1: I got, I got one more key. And yeah. I think it's like this, right? Because I think when you play a guy like Aaron Rodgers, that's different than most players. Right. Um, quarters one through three you can completely dominate him right and you're thinking you got this game in the bag but mm. finish the fourth quarter because Ooh. I think that's Great where it call. comes because you look at the past few games right all of these games have been tight in the fourth quarter but, but they haven't had a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers
0: and we've right? so we kind of let the Lions exactly we kind of let the Lions the Bengals and the Raiders all score in the fourth exactly. quarter yeah
1: exactly And and score like look at Joe Burrow after throwing three picks in a row Right, coming back in that fourth quarter and putting the game down to the wire. Right, last week and real quick, opened. I was
0: I was looking this up. Packers also they're uh, they're giving up eight point six points in the fourth quarter too as well. So their defense has been giving it up as well. But please keep going because this is a fantastic yeah. huge key to the game.
1: Yeah. So w- when that fourth quarter hits, you have the lead, right? And and it could it could be a, a nice lead where you got a one, two, three score lead possibly, depending on how they're doing offensively. Finish the game. Mm-hmm. Don't think you have it in the bag. Continue to get after the, the offense and Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, and continue to finish the game. Finish the fourth quarter because a guy like Aaron Rodgers, when you when he knows he needs to score, they do that hurry up offense, that two minute style offense, and they really flourish in that because I've we've seen all seen throughout the years in games where he's down and out and the offense isn't doing well, they look like they're going to lose. He'll come back and orchestrate that fourth quarter comeback where he's throwing a Hail Mary in the end zone and they walk off the field with a victory. We don't want to see that. So finish the fourth quarter, right? Finish the game and get Spoken the like
0: game. a man who's been in the Randall Cobb game before. I think.
1: Yes. <laughs> right. In 2013, my last year for the bears, man, when we were in the playoffs. It came down to one final play, a blown coverage, a misholding call on me where I got held like crazy. And I I still, I still had a screenshot because somebody sent it to me online back when it happened. And it was um, literally my Jersey was being pulled like this from behind. Good grief. So, but hey, but we can't let it finish like that. So finish the fourth quarter, finish Aaron Rodgers. Do not let him get outside the pocket and do not let them have a fourth quarter comeback. Cause I think the game comes down to the fourth quarter, right? Because one through quarters, one through three are great but it doesn't matter if you don't finish. You got to finish Aaron Rodgers. You can't let him creep in. You can't give him hope because if there's a little inch, he's going to take it and he's going to try to get more. So finish the fourth quarter.
0: I can't agree with you more. And honestly, it didn't dawn on me, but you brought it up. And now I think it's perhaps maybe one of the bigger keys in the game, because just if you go back and you look into bears lore and let's go back to that game just real quick, you know, against Randall Cobb, that Randall Cobb game. If you go back, Jay Cutler throws a go-ahead touchdown, I think, at the end of the third quarter or early fourth quarter, somewhere in that range. And if we hold on to that game and we win that game, Jay Cutler's narrative changes. I don't know if it, it, you know, I don't I don't think we're singing his praises, but I do think it. we can put that one on the board of, like, hey, the dude came up and he beat the Packers, brought us into the playoffs on that one pass. It's just funny that, you know, we could have Justin Fields throw for 285, and three, you know what I mean? And if we don't you know, take care of business and have a lead and we blow a lead in the fourth quarter, it's not what we'll be talking about. We'll be talking about, once again, losing to Aaron Rodgers. So that's just kind of how these – Sometimes these little storylines, these little narratives, you know, Corey Wooten getting hold, getting held, you know, getting held on that final play. You know, who knows what happens, you know, how these little things change and how narratives switch and flip um, as it moves on. And I think what we're all trying to root for is Justin Fields to come out and beat the Green Bay Packers in week six. Got a couple over-unders for you and then let's do final score. Uh, First one over-under, we kind of already talked about it, just throw it out there. Uh, Over-under 80.5 receiving yards for Allen Robinson.
1: I think over. This yeah, that's yeah, the I week, right? Yeah, I, th- I think they're going to really challenge that matchup this week against the Green Bay Secondary. I think they're on the same page. And I think, like I said, Justin, Justin Fields is a competitor. He's going to be eager to pass the ball this week. I think the run games have set it up. We're going to see some of those hard play actions like we saw in the Lions game. That's where he really thrives in this offense. So I think Allen Robinson over 80 yards.
0: Chicago Bears right now lead the NFL in sacks. So this is a pretty straightforward one. Over under 3.5 sacks against Aaron. I say
1: say over. Ooh, Um, you were ready. You you
0: hopped on that.
1: I was ready. I was ready. Um, You know, I think Mac and uh, Quinn, I think this would be a great matchup. I think Roquan's going to have a sack or two because I'm going to like that matchup against him one-on-one against a guy like Aaron Jones. Because, like I said, him against a running back, every time he's going to run around you, he's going to run through you. He's going to pick pick your poison. Go against Roquan one-on-one. I like that matchup. I like Khalil Mack against Rodgers. He's had some great games against them. Even, you remember his debut game a couple years ago when he had the, the, the interception? He had a bunch of sacks. Oh, he ran it I back. Who
0: could forget? Rodgers left hurt. Exactly. It was great. He came back in the second half and ruined my life.
1: Exactly. And I, I would I would love to see a nice safety blitz in there as well. You know, maybe get a sack that way. Um, dial up that blitz package. I think Sean Desai is gonna need to get the pressure on Aaron Rodgers, get that ball out quick. And if the coverage can make him hold it, I think they'll have four to five sacks this week.
0: I love it. And there's an in my head, my hope is that it could there's a moment in the game, maybe second quarter, where it comes in bunches, right? Where it comes like two sacks and four or five plays or something, you know, and they go to the sideline and they're like, Hey, we got to like kind of reconfigure this whole thing. We got to recalibrate because this is a problem. They're definitely getting to us. There's a, there's a jailbreak going on. We got to figure this one out. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah. So conversely uh, over under 0.5 interceptions for Rogers. Do you think we pick him off? Maybe a tip yeah. pass. Yeah. you know. Yeah.
1: I, yeah. I think we get at least one on him. You know, I think, I think that'll probably be the lone interception. He doesn't turn the ball over too much. It's I hard. know that first game, uh, it's kind of an anomaly. He's, 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 he's not one of those quarterbacks that really turns it over, to be honest. And I think they'll get at least one. because I think they're really going to dial up that blitz package because that's kind of been the missing component of the Bears. I think they're firing on all cylinders. But when it comes down to those third and long situations, third and medium to long, they kind of sh- have been struggling getting pressure. So I think that pressure is going to make him throw at least one pick, maybe off a tip, thing of, thing of that nature. Um, so I think they'll get one
0: over that it's really really hard to pick him off unless there is some sort of tip or some something happens there where it isn't necessarily completely his fault i do kind of like maybe a strip sack in the game because what i've noticed is when the you know when bears defenders are kind of you know rushing all around these guys it's not exactly like a clean get home some of these have been kind of like trying to barely get the ball out and aaron Rodgers is always going to try and make a play no matter what happens so maybe he gets a little careless the football my final one for you not really an over under but who has more rushing yards in this game, Damian Williams, Khalil Herbert, and for fun, Justin Fields? Khalil Herbert,
1: you know, I think yeah. after that last game, I, I think we, I think we saw the juice. I think we saw why he was drafted by the Bears this past year. Um, I, th- I think he really takes advantage of David Montgomery being out. Um, I think that's a great punch, uh, one-two punch, him and Williams but I think he has his breakout game. I think he has at least 100 yards himself rushing. I love that. that. I really really like what I saw from, you just look at the the trend of this Bears offense and really establishing that run first. And I think this matchup against them, the O-line against the D-line, I think it's favorable for them. Just the way they've been running the football, that's the tone of the offense, physical. And I think it sets everything else up. So I think Khalil Herbert, as his coming out party i think he gets gets that 100 game i think he averaged at least 5 5 a pop i'm i'm going to go I, big I, this
0: week i was going to guess like you know he seems like the dude that's he can he can rip off that 30 35 yarder 45 yeah. yarder you know what i mean maybe we got and he can grind them um, out
1: too and carry some defenders like he did last week those legs were were, were chugging along
0: <laughs> yeah right, Corey, let's yeah. do it right. man final final score week 6 bears packers uh what do you got who's going to win
1: So you brought up a key number, that 24 points. So I'm going to say 24-20, Bears win. I think it's a tight one. I think it comes down to that fourth quarter. You know, I think we're we're going to have great success against Rodgers, quarters one through three. I think they're going to score some in that fourth quarter. But I think we're going to come out on top. And it's going to come down to getting some first downs through the offense at the end of the game. And I think that physical running style is going to prevail. To victory for the Bears,
0: Corey. Uh, I'm gonna do something here right now, um, dude. Look, I need to. I need to represent all Bears fans on this one, right? Because in some sort of crazy way, as you learn with fans in life, we think that we can control the universe with our like our thoughts and our feelings. And you know what, man? I'm I'm too old in this life to pick the Bears right now I'm picking the Packers are going to win because you want to know why Corey show me seriously Bears show me this defense this physical defense we're mo- we're building momentum we're on the right track this is a critical step right here this is a huge step because if we can win this game the way in the brand of football that we've been playing the last couple weeks man this opens up a lot of doors it really really does for the rest of the season and I'm I I've, I've just seen too much. I've seen too much, Corey. The 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 Bears have disappointed me against the Packers for far too long. And you know what? I love Justin Fields to death, but again, he's being baptized Bears Packers for the first time ever. I'm going against You think it's going to be
1: too much pressure? You think it's going to be too no, much pressure? No, I on?
0: just think like if I could write up a scenario you know, I I think that they are going to play well, but I'm thinking more of like a 23 to 20 type loss where we maybe we look back at a couple moments in the red zone and say, man, if we had just completed this pass and not kicked the field goal, because you can't kick field goals against Aaron Rodgers. You just can't do that. And we've been kind of doing that a little bit lately. Those field goals got to turn into touchdowns. Look, man, I don't I don't even feel great about the call. But look, I'm just saying, like, you know, yeah. prove me wrong. I want to be wrong with this one. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Show show me as a Bears fan right now that this team, this defense, is, is here to stay. Show me with Justin Fields that maybe he isn't the quarterback of the past. And show me with this running game because we've done it for two weeks in a row. And look, the story's out, man. Everyone knows that we're running the football now, right? The Green Bay Packers know. Everyone in the NFL knows. So this is a really key week for me because we're going to come out there. We're still going to run the football. And we're going to have to show them that we can have success doing it, man. So I got to be honest. I mean, this is this is where I'm going to go. We're this is great because yeah. we're both three and two on our picks this year, which means yeah. we're, one way or the other, we're so going to see. I'm happy to say that I'm wrong. I want to be proven wrong, and as a Bears fan, I just want just show me, man. We're four and nineteen against them yeah. in the last twenty three games.
1: This year does not scare me like it does in the, in the past years because I think they're not firing on all cylinders offensively like they normally do. You know, I think him and Devontae Adams have that matchup. I just think there's some tension between him and the Packers organization. Oh, yeah. And I and I think he cares about how he performs or whatever, but I just don't think there's a sense of team and unity that we saw in the years prior. Well,
0: and, and if you roll it back to what was it, two years ago when Lafleur got hired, their offense wasn't great, and there was a lot of weird kind of like pecking back and forth in postgame quotes and all this other stuff. And then last year – the mantra or the narrative or whatever out of training camp was that Rodgers bought in with LaFleur and they were on the same page and dude, they had a fantastic season. Exactly. I, I completely agree with you that now I'm not trying to say that Aaron Rodgers isn't invested with the green Bay Packers, but you can tell he's kind of a man apart, right? Yep. Like he just seems like he's not one of the 52 and, and him and the coach are, are just pass each other by in the hallway, right at work. Exactly. They're not really like buddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Hey, yeah, hey Jim. <laughs> good
0: morning. How are you? Great, good to see you. You know what I mean? And just kind of yeah, packing yeah. each other. So, and I think that means something, right? And I, I'm sure you can speak on it, right? I don't know if you've ever been on a team where someone felt like that they were a man on an island among a, a, a group of 52 men, but I, I'm sure you can imagine what that would be like to deal with that in a locker room during a long football season.
1: Oh, I I I couldn't imagine, and and especially a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who in in his opinion feel felt like he ha- doesn't get enough respect in this league, right? One of the best to ever play, and they don't consult with him about this, and then they draft his replacement without telling him. Right, and for a guy that still had a lot of years left, in my opinion, when they drafted Jordan Love, um, so. I understand where he's coming from, but a lot of people don't. They're like, well, they're going to draft whoever they wanted to. But at the same time, they don't do that to other quarterbacks in this league, like Drew Brees, you know, Peyton Manning. They didn't they didn't do them like that. You know, I think the thing is, like Aaron Rodgers, you know, Peyton Manning was hurt when he, you know, went elsewhere. It was kind of known like his neck is up in the air. You know, Drew Brees, they kind of let him know and let him finish out his career. I think Aaron Rodgers deserves that same kind of respect. If you're drafting a first rounder, you're drafting him to replace him. And, and that was their idea as a replacement. It didn't work out the way they wanted to. So well, who do they go to Aaron Rodgers? But, you know, I think when it comes to, you know, play calling and, and drafting guys, I think he's the guy that you have to consult. I mean, you know, he's, he's one of the best to ever do it. Like, and I don't, I don't feel like they gave him enough respect, you know, and it's hard being, a, you know, a former Bears player playing against him But I do have a lot of respect for a guy like that, you know, because I think what he brings week in and week out and what he's brought to this game is, is something amazing. And I think people, whether you like him, hate the Packers or whatever, you have to respect his game. And I think, you know, some, some fans hate him or whatever, but you have to respect his game and what what he does for the NFL. Yeah.
0: I sports hate Aaron Rodgers because he's so maddeningly good and he beats up on my team. Right. You know, but man, Look, like I have the ultimate respect for him. And the thing that I can maybe – if I can maybe drive like a little wedge into the ribs of the Packers real quick, I find it – I agree with you. I find it wildly, wildly arrogant that they've had Hall of Fame quarterback play for the last 30 years, Corey. We're yep. on quarterback 59 in that period. You know what I'm saying? No Hall of Famers. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no Hall of Famers, maybe one or two Pro Bowlers, not even a dude that threw for 4,000 yards or 30 touchdowns. They've had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers for the last 30 years and they just think that their system you know their system doesn't stink because they do everything the right way and okay great like for every for every Donald Driver and Edgar Bennett and you know they've Jordy Nelson they've had some great picks along the way but dude it starts and ends with that quarterback right and i think for them to not respect the amount of how lucky they got honestly going from Favre to Rodgers and not giving him the respect that he wanted especially after making Rodgers sit for 4 years I just think it's a long relationship. It's a delicate dance, and I and I, I find it I find it pretty ridiculous. Even though I'm so happy that it's happening, because he will not be on the team next year. Can't. Yeah. Wait. He'll be on the Steelers with my wife. uh, Whatever. <laughs> Maybe
1: Mike Tomlin, right? They they were chopping it up after that that last game. So yeah.
0: Super Bowl contenders, immediate, dude. If that happens. Oh yeah, trust me.
1: yeah. But hey, can can you imagine this? And, and I know it's probably hard for people to imagine, but imagine if Aaron Rodgers was on the Bears throughout his career. <laughs> what what do you think the Bears would have? Three three Super Bowls, possibly with the defense the way it was from when he first got in there, the o, that 06 team, oh my God. you know, um, the 2010 oh. team when when I was a rookie, 2012, 2012 team. 2012 yeah.
0: for sure. So, I yeah. I can't, I, even, I, I can't even imagine. One, Trestman would have never been probably coach. It probably would have been Bruce Arians. Two, uh, it wouldn't be called Michigan Avenue anymore. It would be called Rogers Avenue. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. It, it's crazy It's crazy to think, um, you know, how, how much – Different the Bears team would be if a, if a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers was there. But you know, it's it we we hate him all we want. But like I said, at the end of the day, you gotta respect him, whether you hate him or not. And I think fans realize that in the in the back of their mind, and and you know, you push back that hate. You you got nothing but respect for him and, and respect for what he brings to this game and how he plays it. So, you know, I think this is gonna be a great matchup because you love to see against a great quarterback our team come with the, with a victory and you're not believe you're not a believer yet in them beating Rodgers just because of the history it's the history. but i think but I, but i but i think if if you remove the history i just think the way that bears are playing right now right and the way the the packers are playing i think this matches up very well in favor of the bears just with the run game being able to control possession control the clock and then you factor in once you get that running game going successful um and seeing Khalil Herbert really come out a little bit last week. I think that really opens up that hard play action. And I think this week we're gonna get some more boots. I think we're gonna get some more sprint outs and some of those long, hard play action looks. where you have two tight ends. And I think it's gonna open up things. And I think you're gonna be surprised. And after the game, I'm just gonna say, hey, Maybe I told you, Joe. I told you. Please, <laughs> no, you're, you're saying, no, no, man. Rub my yeah. face
0: in it because it—it is. This is a show me thing. And honestly, I almost feel like I'm representing more Bears fans than maybe like myself. Of just, man, there's just the the like you said, the horse that's been kicked over and over again is you know the Packers of the foot and the Bears of the horse. You know, and exactly. and and you've brought up some great points, man. And you've been so on all of these keys that the Bears thankfully have locked into the past two or three weeks. That's kind of helped them. You know, reestablish some semblance of of normalcy and what we've already talked about cohesion moving forward and hopefully success as well. So, man, dude, I'm, I'm right there with you. It's just prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Yep. I'm happy to say that I'm wrong. I think a lot more people in life will learn a lot more by acknowledging when they are wrong. And I'm happy to be that person to do that, Corey. I'm happy to be that guy. Trust me, man. Yeah, yeah I'll put my, I'll put my of... Disney. We should put some Disney dollars on this. What do you think? Now that we're picking two different scores, put some Disney hey, bucks on this
1: game? Hey, we we might have to, man. But I, I, I feel like you you feel like one of those guys. Like you, Everybody has that friend that they golf with, right? That's always like, I'm <laughs> going to break 80. I'm going to break 80 this week, right? And they proceed to shoot a 98. So that's that, that's what that's that's what the history is of, of the Bears. Oh, we're gonna win this game. We're gonna win this game, and it doesn't happen. So that's that's what it is. that's what it's like right now. I'm
0: cautiously <laughs> I'm cautiously protecting my heart and my soul because if we come out with a win this week, man, I think stuff kind of gets a little bit more serious, right? Four and two, baby. Four and two. With a game against Tampa Bay, which is also going to be tough. But number, then that's schedule tied
1: for number one in, in the uh, NFC North. Right. At that point. Right. right? That's right. And, yeah. we got one,
0: and we'll have one game on Green Bay, too. I yeah. mean, so. I think it really just it really kind of takes us into a different stratosphere.
1: This is going to be a show me game, like you said. And um, it, it's going to it's going to be a critical game for who this team is. Right. I think Justin Fields is going to have a great game. I think the defense is going to come up huge. The tandem of rushers. I think they're going to get in Aaron Rodgers' face, and I think that the Blitz Pack is going to be dialed up. I think Allen Robinson and Justin Fields are going to be on the same page. Khalil Herbert's going to have his breaking out game. Um, I, I'm really excited for this one, man. It's yeah. it's, uh, it's it's making me smile ear to ear. I, I like it.
0: Dude, you said it, man. There's going to be a lot to talk about. It's going to be Justin Fields, Bears pass rush, hopefully a Bears victory, Epcot Center. I don't know. Maybe Star plan. Yeah. Who knows? It's going to be, maybe you, you want a game on the – you want one of the ring toss or something like that? Plenty to talk about here on Believe in Bears. This was the Bears Packers uh, preview of their Week Six game on the lakefront. Today's episode is presented by BetOnline.ag, a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Believe B L E A V. Make sure you check that out and win a little cash this weekend while you are at it. Nothing wrong with that. My name is Joey Christopoulos. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Joey Sports Guy. My man Corey Wooten, follow him on Twitter at C O R E Y W O O T T O N. Make sure you check Boom. out on his socials. Corey, man, great pod, man. Great knowledge, great perspectives. Have a great vacation, my friend, but take us home.
1: Yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it. It's Packers week this week. Looking forward to a great one. Uh, continue tuning into our podcast, man. Lo- love the feedback, comments. Um, love your guys' support. Appreciate it. And like you said, we're going to be breaking down this, hopefully, Bears win next week. Hopefully a lot of good stuff to talk about. Uh, yeah. Me and Joey vibing, talking Bears football. You got to believe, baby.
0: You got to believe, man. And uh, maybe my final thought is uh, P-A-C-K-E-R-S-S-U-C-K. Packers suck. Goodbye. Good (laughs) night. There we go. Bear down. Talk to you next time.